You're listening to Grace and Fire, brought to you by Emerging Women. Today, my guest is Claire Zamet. Claire is the co-creator of the Feminine Power Training Courses for Women and co-leads a thriving learning community of hundreds of thousands of women throughout the world. She is a gifted and highly trained specialist in transformative education that gives her audience access to life-altering shifts leading to embodied and lasting change. She is also a co-founder of Evolving Wisdom, a transformative education company listed as number 83 in Inc. Magazine's 2013 list of top 500 fastest-growing privately held companies in the nation. Claire will be a featured presenter at the 2013 Emerging Women Live conference from October 10th to the 13th in Boulder, Colorado. In today's episode, Claire and I spoke about feminine power, living our truth through relationship and our greater connection to the whole, the best way to empower other women, how spirituality will change with the rise of feminine power, the feminine as the great integrator, and her latest honor through Inc. Magazine and her company, Evolving Wisdom. Here is my conversation, Feminine Power, the Great Integrator, with the wonderful and powerful Claire Zamet. Welcome, Claire. Hi, Chantal. Great to be with you. I'm excited to be talking to you because I know that every time we get on the phone together, we end up talking about my favorite topic, which is feminine power. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we should just jump in. And I know that's the title of your upcoming book, and it's the title of your work. I know you have a, a telecast and a workshop that does... I don't know how many thousands of people have listened to that workshop now. You know, we've been teaching a, a seven-week course on feminine power for the last four years, and we've had about seven thousand women participate in that. Wow! And, uh, hundreds, thousands more with our, our free events. But uh, it's uh, it's something that I'm really seeing is um, speaking to women's experience at a very deep level. I think that's what we connect with. We when we have our conversation, so I'm, I'm excited to be able to dive into it today together. Well, why don't we start by, I mean, it's just interesting, feminine and power. They're two very different energies, but together they totally make sense. And I'm just curious to see if you could start with defining what do you mean by feminine power? Well, um, I might just start, if I can, with a bit of a story that creates a little context for it, and I think that it it really came out of you know, this this exploration and discovery came out of our own experience. My my teaching partner Catherine Wood Thomas and the women that we were serving in the community that we had started in in Los Angeles. We had a, a, a center for for transformation. And we were coaching women and we were working with women. And both of us were were accomplished, successful women, as were the women we were serving. And we really noticed, in spite of having so much, quote-unquote, power (laughs) in our lives, we both felt this very painful and confusing gap between the, um, 
I think the uh, deeper potentials that we sensed for who we were as women, for our creative contribution, for the intimacy and connection in our relationships, and just for our overall experience of life. And, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't quite put our finger on what it was. And we found that women everywhere were having the same experience with us. And at the same time, we, we kind of noticed that there was a yearning towards the feminine that was happening. We thought, this is really interesting. So why don't we, we do a class so we can begin to explore, you know, what the feminine is. And the first night of class was really interesting. We listed these feminine qualities up on the board and these masculine qualities up on the board, just in common assumptions about masculine, feminine, you know, feminine, flowing, intuitive, receptive, surrendered, um, uh, nurturing, and uh, you know, mas- kind of typical masculine qualities like uh, logical, linear, uh, hard, angular, penetrating. And we looked at these different energies and these different qualities. And what we noticed is that we were hungry as a group, as women, to experience these more feminine qualities who were very drawn. But there was a collective fear that if we allowed ourselves to be centered in these qualities, um, that there would be a loss of power. Mm. Right? So, So there was like... We're drawn to power, but we're sorry, we're drawn to the feminine, but it occurs like somehow there's not power available to us. And we got really interested in this, and we looked up the, the word power in the dictionary, and it, it said to do, to act, to accomplish, political force, might. It was like, gee, this sounds very much like the masculine qualities that we have, you know, we have up on the board. And we realized it was kind of a big awakening. It's like, wow. You know, we as women, you know, the power system that we've been mastering over the last 50 years has been more of a masculine version of power. And so we just thought, wow, I wonder what a feminine version of power would look like so that we could begin to create and source our lives from these feminine qualities. And it's really interesting. That began, I think, what has become in many ways our, our life's work in terms of we, you know, we made it our mission to find out how to access this feminine, more feminine version of power. And the interesting thing that we found is that, you know, it speaks to a shift that's happening, I think, for women, where, you know, we have accomplished a lot, you know, and certainly there's a long way to go globally, you know, and in the United States, but there have been huge strides made over the last 50 years through feminism that the opportunity, the access to power, to freedom is so enormous. And it's a different kind of yearning that's waking up inside of us where we don't necessarily want to just achieve success Mm. or we don't want to necessarily just achieve accomplishment or have power for power's sake. What we see, and this was my experience, it was Catherine's experience, it was the experience of the women in our community, is that what we're yearning for is to to actually create our lives as an expression of who we truly are and um, an expression of uh, our deepest gifts, that we, we realize our higher spiritual potentials, you know, our potentials for our relationships, for our larger creative contribution. And what we recognized and realized is because that has to do with the, you know, the flourishing of these higher potentials, you actually can't create that kind of success in your life just with a masculine system of power. 
and for that we need to um, we need to awaken this new system of power, which is a more of a feminine system, and and that's really what we what we've been going into in all of our work. And so, a masculine system of power, you know, anything that's predictable or controllable that you can create with a step by step plan, like building a house. You know, you have a plan, you have a certain number of bricks, you have infrastructure, you know how many people you need. And you can just execute on the plan and be able to make it happen, right? So so masculine system is a wonderful system to use for anything that you can create in that way. If you want to get a rocket ship to the moon, the masculine system has been amazing. The miracles of science, the marvels of industry, the incredible gifts of the masculine. It's not that it's wrong and bad. It's just insufficient to create the things that we're now most yearning for. So feminine power... And it's really the power to create those things that can't be controlled. True love, intimacy, higher creativity, um, the realization of your spiritual potentials, your, your uh, creative gifts, being able to impact others. You know, all of these things uh, we need uh, to be able to, to, to access with a more of a feminine system of power that we found is based on the feminine principle of relatedness. So... Um, so I would say, you know, there there are the differences. I could I could go into this <laughs> all day, but uh, I hope that's just a, a helpful starting point in terms of yeah, you know, some well, context a around thing, the two. Yeah, there were a couple of things that just came to mind. One is that it was very interesting when you said, and and again, this is the emerging women tagline, so I totally get it. That really coming in and creating a life, um, and women want this, I think, you know, men want it too, but creating a life where we're really living our truth, and that the outer is a reflection of an inner alignment. And then you went on to say, and how it becomes expressed through relationship and our greater contribution. And I thought that was very interesting, because after you realize the truth of who you are, you can go in a million different directions. You can, you know, ride your true purpose. And But what you said was through relations, you really made a point to bring those two things, which, which I think are hugely feminine. Um, when we realize people with a strong feminine lead, when they realize the truth of who they are, they then want to express it in terms of relationship and what does this mean with the greater contribution to the world and how can we make the world a better place through this? Yeah. So I think that's, I think ultimately, like this is, and this is where it really is um, a paradigm shift in terms of, I think, us, us at this moment where we are looking at what we've been lined up with, many of us. You know, many of us have been lined up with the goals of, success and, um, and you know, going to college, getting a good job. I know I certainly grew up where that was, you know, th- these were the markers of success and I, I experienced them. You know, I was someone, I was a high achiever early on in life and I, I was able to accomplish a lot of goals. And, you know, by the time I was in my late 20s, I was the head of a uh, an organization. I had a team of 50 women. I had, you know, everything looked great on the outside. I'd accomplished all of the things that I was supposed to do, and yet I was painfully depressed. Mm. So I would go to sleep with a certain, it was a kind of an agony that I would go to sleep with, I would wake up with, and it was really the beginning of a dark night 
of the soul. And it was very confusing because, you know, I felt like, um, I felt like there was a deeper purpose, a deeper reason why I was here, but I could feel this contribution inside of me. I could see, I could, I could sense it, but I couldn't see it. Right. And I think this is the challenge that we have and, and where we need to learn how to create with this different system of power because, you know, what the yearning is that's, that's awakening in us, it's not just to, you know, achieve these external markers of success as wonderful as they are. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, it's just this, this deeper yearning that's awakening to discover who we are and why we're here and really participate in the life process in a way that's bigger than ourselves. And that has to do with becoming becoming the fullness of who we are in service to the evolution and flourishing of life. Like, that's really the, the deeper context. You know, each one of us, you, me, all of us, in our clearest moments, we sense that we have gifts and talents inside of us that the world has never seen and may never see again after we're gone. And perhaps even in our most courageous moments, sense that we have a role to play in shaping the future of our world. And the thing I've really discovered is we're right, but we can't necessarily see what that looks like or how to get there and the power that we've been cultivating to do, to accomplish, to make things happen is not necessarily the power that's going to give us access to unleashing the, the fullness of who we are, you know, in this larger right. context. Right. I think that's what excites me the most about the rising feminine and as we can teach our society both men and women to accept that energy both as a lead and also as something that to be integrated with the masculine that it will bring that component of yes we want to realize who we are but that's not the end of the story you know that's not the end of the game right there that's just a stepping stone so that we can be more effective in connecting with the rest of the world in right. a real way right Absolutely. And, and really not just achieve power in the world as it is, but access right. to power to transform and evolve the world. And through becoming ourselves, actually transforming and evolving our world in the process. Right. Yeah, so juicy. And I love your work also because you are teaching women... In, in some way, there's some skills part, you know, about, you know, how to actually realize a business and, but primarily it's, it's mindset and framework and perspective. And that, again, like the feminine has a little bit more, um, it's more subtle, there's subtler energies rather than, okay, step one, step two, step three. And there's a lot of skills-based trainings out there for women who want to build businesses, who want to lead, but to actually this, this vision piece, the perspective, the, the deep inner transformation that's required, I really feel like that's where the real work is. Yeah, right. Absolutely. How do we begin to source power from relatedness? Right. So, you know, if you, you know, what's the process of creating something from the inside out? What's mm -hmm. the process of being able to, um, you know, in our work, we, we teach there are three primary sources of feminine power. And that is our relationship with ourselves, getting into an empowered relationship with our feelings and emotions so that we can transform and embody 
the the deeper truth of who we are. You know, I, I love that in your tagline. I think that that's the foundation. You know, we need to actually step in and become the women that we came here to be. Um, secondly, to to be able to step into this rich co-creative relationship with the energy and intelligence of life and access our own inner guidance and the kind of intelligence and creativity of the life process. And then finally, in our relationships with each other. You know, I think you know, we're so deeply entrenched in a, a, a paradigm of competition and autonomy. You know, we kind of feel like there's something insufficient in us if we need help or partnership or support, but we've really found that the truth is we, we can't become ourselves by ourselves, and we actually need to learn how to open up and receive and generate support at an unprecedented level to be able to create in this way. And, yeah. and these, these ways of, of knowing and being and creating are a critical piece of development that we need to take on to be able to be successful at all of these other, you know, all of these other things, exactly what you're pointing to. You know, we don't want to just have the tools to be able to make things happen. We want to be able to self-express, self-evolve, co-create. And, and for that, there is that, this process of development that we absolutely need to engage. Yeah. Now, I, I found it was critical in me if I can share something from my, my own experience, um, just to, to kind of try to, try to make that more tangible or more concrete. Um, so, you know, the, the, the first thing, you know, becoming who you are, well, I think we all sense this, you know, deeper possibility of who we are. And for many of us, we don't have an experience of being mirrored by others in our lives, personally or professionally, in ways that reflect who we truly are. And mm. that was experience. You know, I had this chronic experience of invisibility, right? So... You know, I would I would go diff- to different events or different places, and I would um, I would feel like you know I, I I wouldn't ever get any opportunities. I you know I had I would you know kind of just you know and it would be very confusing because I knew I had wisdom to contribute, but I felt like you know I felt like th- there was a way you know both personally in my relationships I felt very unseen and invisible. And professionally, you know, that was constantly my experience where other people were not, you know, extending support or, you know, kind of offering me opportunities or inviting me to participate in things. And I was just very, very confused. And I realized that I had a chronic way of being where I was constantly disappearing myself without even realizing it. So I was actually disconnected from my own feelings and emotions. And this is very common you know, of, of, of women's development in our culture is that to, to kind of access power in the masculine, we've had to become very hyper-rational, hyper in our heads, make it happen. That's the kind of system we don't necessarily know how to relate to what we're feeling and we kind of disappear, uh, you know, our, our own inner selves. And yeah. so, you know, I was so disconnected from myself that it was generating this experience of other people not being able to feel connected to me either. And, you know, in that I was kind of waiting to be discovered. <laughs> you know, I was kind of like waiting. I was confused because I had such an ability to see into other people and their experience. That's often one of the gifts of, of this pattern of invisibility. 
but you know through the through the principles we teach in feminine power this is the first where we start in in our first power base i was able to actually get connected to myself and i was able to get connected to what i was feeling what i was seeing what i was sensing and i developed an ability to make that visible like right? actually mm. make myself visible so it's a shift from waiting to be discovered <laughs> to actually taking responsibility to present myself into the world. Yeah. And and so this is I mean this is kind of like what it looks like when we say become the woman, you know, become your true self, like there's a gap in terms of who we are and who we're being and how we're showing up and how we're relating. And when I began to show up and I was like presencing myself, I can't begin to tell you how radically things became began to change for me in a very short period of time. Um, Meaning you, know, you would get more offers, people were well, inviting yeah, you. To, people, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just incredible what happened. Right. You know, I was interviewing people, and the, the response was, like, radically different. And, you know, the way that people just started to, to it, it, it was like, finally, it was like, I felt, I felt seen and I felt mirrored, and I felt... Right. And I felt supported, and you know things began to just open up, and you know, and you can then, you know, we we found that there's usually one or maybe two core patterns that we have as women, in spite of our spiritual and psychological work, we haven't been able to actually step in and embody that deeper truth of who we are and presence our, ourselves into the world in that way. And so, you know, what happens is you can manifest all, you can, you can use all of the manifestation techniques or, gener, you know, but, sure. uh, you know, in, inside that old pattern of invisibility, like I could manifest all the opportunities in the world. None of them would have stuck. Right. 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 Because it's like there was a way in my own being, I wasn't yet fully like aligning who I was being wasn't like matched up with that deeper self. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. So I do think that that is something that is rampant among women. And one of two things can happen. Either they become invisible or they become super over-masculinized. This is what happened to me where you're loud and you're, you know, trying to get the attention that way. But either way, when we are in, I'm, I'm just curious to see, since you've had this experience of let's take the invisibility um experience. When you're in a room with other women and you see that maybe another woman is having that or she's not speaking up, do you reach forward and try and draw her out? What's the right, you know, what's the right thing? Because your experience is so powerful and we want that for every woman. And yet I feel sometimes when I'm recognizing somebody who's not in their power, I'm the rescuer. I'm always trying to draw them out. What's the right balance there? Well, you know, that's a great question. And um, in our course, we have a whole new set of shared agreements that we teach about creating a culture of empowerment between women. And the point in which you can really partner to stand with someone and for someone is when they step forward in self-responsibility. Right. Right. So where we go into rescuing and, you know, that kind of thing is that that woman hasn't yet said, I'm committed to realizing the greatest possibility of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing to be responsible to see myself as the source of my experience up until then, you know, that that point. And I am open to receiving support. I think a woman has to step into that 
for the support to become really conscious and powerful and potent. Does that make sense? Yes. So yeah. I think I think generally speaking, you know, as a general statement, I think we want to be finding ways to extend that invitation to women to actually step forth into that level of commitment to standing for themselves in their lives. Right. Right. So I think, you know, rather yeah. than rather than, you know, rather than, oh, you know, I see you, you're gifting we want to mirror. I mean I think it's I think it's 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 in many ways, you know, so true. We want to mirror the possibilities. We want to reflect opportunities. Uh, you know, everywhere we go, we want to see and relate to the most powerful version of others. And I think, you know, more than anything, you know, I would want to encourage women to take that stand for themselves as a foundation for them being able to join other women in partnership. Right. To yes. be able to feed each feed each other power. I think you can create a, a a culture of empowerment between women, unless everyone stepping forward in self responsibility is the price of admission for that. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, there's another thing that you mentioned. We were touching a little bit on spirituality, and I am curious to see how this plays out in spiritual disciplines, because once again, you sort of went towards, you were doing your three-part, you know, three elements of, of feminine power. And at the end, you said that really it's through relationships where we get the ultimate feedback and the ultimate transformation is as we're getting the mirroring and I call it the reverb from the yeah. world and our loved ones, the people that are closest to us. And that is very interesting because when you look at the history of spirituality and, and especially in, well, actually both Eastern and Western, there's a um, an element of seclusion that may indicate or, you know, monastic life that is not about relationship, but really just about that solo journey of unfoldment. And I'm curious to see if you feel that somehow even spirituality is going to change with the rise of feminine power? Yeah, well, I think, I think feminine power in many ways is aligned with a new paradigm of evolutionary spirituality that is emerging, is, is very consistent with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the goal of most of the traditions, you know, the traditions emerged, the great spiritual traditions emerged in a very different time when human beings were at a very different stage of development. And the goal of most of the traditions was transcendence, right? So mm-hmm. heaven is somewhere other than here. <laughs> so, so, you know, there, there really wasn't so much a value on the transformation of the world or the transformation of the individual as much as the realization of the divine at the source of everything that is in service to transcending the world, you know, heaven being somewhere other than here. And um, I think this is where the goal and the path of the the future of spirituality is, you know, in a process of radical transformation where or evolution where where the goal of the spiritual path you know has to do with both the realization of the oneness of the divinity of everything that is but then also the awakening to the power to transform and create a manifest world that reflects the inherent unity and perfection at the source of everything that is and so you know it becomes a process where you know the path of spirituality becomes the path of higher human development 
you know, we have very, very rich, complex, postmodern, individualized selves that we didn't have 2,000 years ago. Right. And, 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 and so, you know, you have a self that's different, and then you have a goal of the path that's different. And so the process then of becoming both of self and society and culture and, and transforming the world becomes a, a path where the, the collective nature of that journey becomes really integral to it. That, you know, higher development really can't happen. Higher creativity, higher flourishing, you know, higher consciousness is not something that we can access anymore by ourselves. Right. So let's dig into that a little bit more. When you say that we can't access it by ourselves, how then do we access it? Are we sitting in a group or are we, or maybe the right way to ask this question is, what are the actual practices? Will the actual practices change now that we're moving to a different paradigm? Well, sure. I think, I think it's coming. Yeah. So I think there's a whole new way of knowing that, um, of that, that enables collective intelligence and collective creativity and collective consciousness, you know, and in many ways, the implications about power in this are, are, are very, very deep, right? So it's like kind of in the, you know, particularly in the 80s, you know, we, we kind of grew, you know, with particularly women's empowerment, there was this whole idea about personal power. So this kind of really shakes that. And I can speak to it from my experience that, you know, there's a way of knowing and a source of wisdom that I, I can tap into in partnership with others that I couldn't necessarily access on my own. I mean, you and I are having this conversation this morning, and it's like what we're talking about, there's a source of, of, of energy and wisdom, I think, in how we're coming together that, that even transcends both of us right. in what's coming forward, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's, there's a way when we can actually come into, because you asked about the practices, so it's, I think, coming into the process of engagement with others, from a whole set of new assumptions, right? So that, that, you know, my own knowing is incomplete. My own perspective is incomplete. Um, my, you know, the, the, that, you know, that, that, um, that together we, we can actually access something that's deeper than one individual, that there is some deeper potential that's wanting to emerge that we can be receptive to. Right, so it's it's like all of these different ways of orienting and different ways of coming forward. You know, I think a very, di- you know, very different two notions that we've had of power and like what power looks like to come already knowing the answers. You know, um, you know, being you know you you are kind of independent and autonomous, and it's like a lot of those old ways of accessing power and showing up, you know, don't enable us to tap into this deeper source of creativity that's available through these more relational ways of knowing and being and sensing right. together. Yeah, I, I use this example a lot, but I don't know if you've ever read Stranger in a Strange Land, that book. No, yeah, um, no, I haven't. Yeah. Well, there's, it's a sci-fi book, but it's actually, it has a lot of commentary on the human evolutionary consciousness. And, one of the terms that they use, they're future beings. 
and they use this term to understand one another or to understand an idea or a concept, they use the term grok. And right. when, you, when you grok something, you, you fully, it's almost a physical experience because you fully yeah. understand it from all different sensory locations in the body, but also your mind gets it and you, it's almost like a mind meld with either the person or the thing. And, and I feel like as we learn to develop these feminine principles more, we're going to actually be connecting on such a deep level that it will surpass language or cognitive relationships and actually move into the grok, which is a step toward just actual telepathy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that what you're describing sounds like to- totally true of, of my experience of higher higher creativity. And, and you know, I don't know if it's going to transcend language. Um, I think there's a function to language, but I, I totally, you know, I'm with the spirit of what you're saying in terms of there's a, a way that, you know, it's not just thinking, it's not just feeling, it's, it's a, a, a higher order of intelligence that um, that gets unleashed when we bring all of these systems in together. You know that that enables a much richer way of knowing. So yeah. um, you know, and a distinction I would make about the kind of feminine that makes this possible. So you know, in many ways, you know, the the, the kind of the feminine of the ancient past has been the wisdom of the body the wisdom of feelings, the wisdom of the earth, you know, and that, that the masculine has been the, the genius of the mind. Sure. And so I think when we're talking about the kind of feminine that's going to constellate these higher orders of intelligence, creativity, spirituality, it's this, this you know, larger feminine principle of relatedness and connection that weaves together the wisdom of the earth, the wisdom of the body, the genius of the mind, the connection to higher orders of intelligence. It's this feminine principle of relatedness that actually connects all of these different systems into a larger whole and thus then constellates this higher order of intelligence and creativity and presence that we've never seen in our recorded history. Right. And I'm, I think that's what's possible. So, you know, yes. it's that kind of that kind of feminine principle that it becomes the great integrator of these different uh, systems that I think is really, you know, what I'm talking about. I think what you're talking about, we're talking about feminine power and the power of relatedness to bring it all together. You know, we're not talking about letting go of one system and just going back to the wisdom of feelings and a kind of pre-rational feminine. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. Right. It's almost like it's funny because talking about the emotions and the wisdom from the emotions is a very recent subject of study and and yet it all it already feels when we start talking in these realms when I'm here with you on this um in this interview I already feel like oh that's even that feels you know, like it's in the past and that there's this new way of communicating and yeah. sharing well, and connecting. Yeah. Well, it's being transcended and rejected, right? The, like the, the wisdom of the body. And so, so it needs to be re-embraced, right. but then connected with and evolved further to something new. 
Right. Well, I think it's so interesting that that energy medicine is something where people, even really people conventional that aren't even exposed to this, are feeling more into the energy of certain situations or spaces. and, And I think energy is a perfect example of how we're actually connecting with things on a, on a much subtler level that implies a little bit of a deeper connection. And that's just one step towards that. But Definitely. Definitely. Right. I love that concept that the feminine is the great integrator. I, mm-hmm. I think that that is just so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, so I think that's that's really important, I think, in a conversation that's about the feminine and re-embracing the feminine and it's not to the exclusion of these other systems and you have great reverence for the genius of the the rational mind and what that's brought to human development you know and it's it's you know what happens when you bring that into relationship with all of these other things in relationship to the intelligence of these other intelligences and 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 what it can catalyze so yeah and then when you were saying that the feminine is this historically in the body, do you feel, I'm seeing this myself, that just uh, in, in terms of the world of spirituality or mindfulness, that it tends to be trending more towards body-centric practices. Yeah, and you know, and that's great as a stage of development where you are re-embracing what had been rejected. Yes. Right. And so developmentally, that's a really important thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, often it's like, like really focusing on that again is going to develop it. And, you know, I think what's really exciting in terms of where the higher orders of creativity, you know, power, spirituality, all of those things, it's going to happen when that, when that becomes, when there, you know, there is that larger integration process. Right. I think we're we're at the end of our time, so I want to ask, and you can take your time with this. As we emerge, so we've realized the truth of who we are, and we we start to come out. Once that happens, and you and you start to see yourself, and you've gotten feedback, and and you're connecting, and you're in alignment, something happens. It's sort of like a volcano. You stop compromising, and this this is my experience, and I'm seeing yeah. it over and over. You you start to want to move outward. And that energy, that emerging energy has a fire and a fierceness to it because it's so new. And I'm curious to see if you have some wisdom that you could give women right now, right when they're they're on the precipice or in the early stages of really taking that alignment and manifesting outward. And the you know there's fear that comes with that. There's cha- yeah. specific challenges during that phase, and I'm curious to see if you have something specific that could help women during this period. Sure, thank you. Oh, it's that's a that's a really powerful and deep question, and I just want to appreciate how clearly uh, and powerfully you named that, Chantal, in terms of what happens. Right. So there's a, there's I just want to just underscore that. So it's like what happens is we get connected to and we step into who we truly are. And then there's this energy that be, of emergence where, you know, it's like these things that are in potential start to get unleashed inside of us. So it's like yeah. what happens is it's like, it's like um, you know, you, 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 you put yourself, you create the conditions through making a commitment, through saying yes to your calling, even though you don't know 
<laughs> how the how of it or what it's going to look like. Right. You you know you create the conditions where you suddenly begin to get you know it's like you you, you kind of burst forth. Right. And so it's like it's like that which is inside of us, like a seed. Um, we it's like a seed that gets sprouted. Like if you imagine, you know, putting a rose seed in, and um, there's like fertile soil and sunshine and rain. It's like suddenly you create the conditions in your own consciousness that you just begin to surge. So I think the big challenge that happens is we don't know what that mature expression of that self is going to look like or how we're going to get there. Right. Right in that mm. moment. So, so, so that's the, the biggest shift in creating with this co-creative feminine system versus a masculine system. And this is like where we kind of like, we, you know, we can, we, if, you know, at that moment, what can happen is we put the brakes on that process of emergence because we can't necessarily see how, you know, it could possibly come to be that we could, you know, fully express this or where the money's going to come from or where the support's going to come from or where the, you know, the resources are going to come from or what it's going to look like. And so, you know, our mind kind of goes into this, <laughs> this freak out kind of contraction, right? It can can happen and right. you know we kind of like get you know we we get power you know we can get paralyzed by self-doubt and fear well i don't know enough i don't you know kind of have enough but i, I think the thing that i would want to say in that moment is just to you know when when you've said yes when you've said yes to yourself and to the value of your life and your contribution and you begin to activate this alchemical process of becoming inside of you I think that you can just absolutely trust that all of creation is organized around bringing everything into potential into its fullness. Mm -hmm. And so when you make the decision to line up with that deeper and surrender to in many ways, it's a surrender. You surrender to and you line up with that deeper truth of who you are. There's an energy and an intelligence of life that you become, you, you are partnered with. And so in saying yes to becoming yourself, you're no longer alone on that journey. That right. all of life is actually there to support you in ways that you can't even begin to foresee or anticipate. And so, you know, we have to actually trust. We don't need to know where we're going to be able to get there. That's the biggest shift in creating with a feminine system, right? And you yeah. don't need to have become a perfect person you know, to be worthy to be on the journey, that the process of becoming yourself and fulfilling your destiny, it's one where you are always just, you know, you're always just on the edge of being able to kind of manage and navigate what's in front of you. And so, you know, each of us knows what our next step is. So I, I would just say to, to believe in yourself and, and that, you know, who you are in your clearest moments and what you sense, even though you might not necessarily know what you look like, what you can sense and what you can feel, that is true. And it, it is what's wanting to come through you. And in aligning with that, you can just not worry about how it's going to turn out, but really focus on taking the next step. And taking the next step and showing up for the, the next opportunity that's right in front of you in a way where you're, you're bringing and you're giving it your all. So if your next step is running a workshop with six people, 
as it was for me <laughs> for about four years. I would get up every morning and I would be speaking to six women. Yeah. You want to show up with your full heart, with your full soul, with your full passion, and really, you know, use the, the journey, the journey to actually develop yourself and prepare for the future that's coming. So, you know, you can bloom where planted, you know, where, wherever you are in your relationship with yourself, with the energy intelligence of life, with others around you, you have everything you need right now to realize the greatest possibility in saying yes. And so to trust that, to trust yourself, to trust life, to open up, to trust others, other women, to, you know, generate and receive support and, and, you know, just keep taking your next step and your, you know, the fulfillment of your life and your higher destiny becomes inevitable when you're orienting to life and lining up in that way. Fabulous. And now you just received quite an honor by Inc. Magazine. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Very excited. We just found out that we have been ranked, and my company, Evolving Wisdom, that is the uh, company that uh, hosts our feminine power programs and uh, my husband's programs, Craig Hamilton on evolutionary spirituality and Gene Houston and Neil Donald Walsh and different teachers, um, that, that we have been ranked number 83 on Inc. 500, Inc. Magazine's top fastest growing privately held companies in America, cool. um, which is just incredibly exciting because the whole <laughs> way that I created Evolving Wisdom um, was exactly as I was just describing. <laughs> wow. And I can remember, and with these feminine power principles, and it was, it was totally that, you know, we... Yeah. You know, it was totally like, you know, we were there with the six women. We needed, a, we needed to create a platform to be able to serve the other women who were asking us. You know, Feminine Power began to, to expand organically, and different women in different parts of the country were asking for us to share these principles. And so we needed to create an online platform to do that. And, you know, through the process of breaking up my invisibility, I had a, you know, I, I had a, uh, a very different experience of others and different relationships forged. And out of that, the whole thing became very organic. And now, three and a half years later, we've had over a million people in free programs, in all of our programs, about 60,000 students in courses, and um, have a magnificent team of 50 of the most extraordinary people I know who uh, work with us in our company and um, so it's a real, it's a, I, I feel like I, you know, have to pinch myself because wow. if I had, you know, my, my dream, my, my kind of deepest, when I was in that time of feeling like I had this gift inside of me, it, it had to do with you know, creating learning communities where people could learn and develop in the ways that were going to matter most. And so my own work with Feminine Power and this larger platform of, with Evolving Wisdom is such a full expression of that. And uh, to have been able to create something that's been so successful, that's so deeply in alignment with that deeper calling and mission and purpose. And I couldn't have imagined that. I couldn't have put that on a vision board to know that's what I wanted right. to manifest, right? right? Oh, you know, I totally get it. Go. I love it. It's just such a relief not to have to, you know, God, what's my vision? What's my, you know, it's, yeah, that's it's, the biggest thing I'm going to say. You don't yeah. need to know where you're going to be able to get exactly. there. <laughs> you really don't. 
you know, it's to actually just take that next step that's right there and really trust yourself and trust life. Well, thank you so much, Claire. This has been a pleasure, and we will see you uh, very soon at Emerging Women Live in October. Oh, Chantal, and I just want to thank and appreciate you for creating this forum for women, and this, I think, is the most important conversation, you know, these kinds of conversations and dialogues that you're having and how you're bringing women together. I think you're you're creating a space for us to get to this deeper conversation that's absolutely critical for all of us to be able to step forth into our own power, and I just really just honor and appreciate your courage and your stand and your commitment and what you're generating and inspiring and bringing into the world. And I can't wait to to be with everybody and meet everyone at the event. Yay. Yeah. It's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust here. Right? (laughs) Right? Yes. (laughs) Totally. But that's totally, I mean, that experience, that's totally how I created Evolving Wisdom. I mean, that was totally my experience every step of the way. I don't, you know, I know what the next thing to do is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to go or, you know, I'm just going to keep showing up for for the, you know, what I feel you know, really cold and compelled to create next. And so, you know, in that, you know, it's it takes tremendous courage. And but it's so exciting as well, because, you know, you're saying you're saying yes to life. And in that you're taking a stand really for the, the, the flourishing for, for all of us. So I appreciate it so much and I can't wait to be with you and everyone here. Thank you, Claire.